Uh, good morning, Athens. It's 9.09 in two seconds. There it is. August 21st, a Monday, and welcome. A whole new week ahead of us. It's the party line on WATH. I'm Dave Palmer. Don Hobart's here as well. Today, a free-for-all. Ah, yes. What a what a weekend. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny when you have to come back to work to get some rest. <laughs> anyway, looking ahead this week, we've got uh, three programs in front of us. Um, tomorrow, uh, Betty, forgive me if I mispronounce this, but uh, Betty Hillsenbra. Hilsenbra, I think that's it. She's the executive director of an organization known as the Athens Village. And um, basically, they're, they have many different interests, but their principal thing is to help seniors remain in their homes for um, a much longer period of time or the rest of their lives, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, seniors, they have certain health issues. They have uh, maybe economic issues, whatever. And uh, so that's uh, the Athens Village. That'll be our topic tomorrow. On Wednesday, our county sheriff, Rodney Smith, will be joining us. And, of course, he has a regular program once in a while, just a short uh, blurb of different things. And... Um, but uh, this will be uh, a chance for us just to chat. So Sheriff Rodney Smith on Wednesday. On Thursday, Memorial Health Care System. You know, right across the street from our studios here, they're building a big complex. And a lot of uh, construction underway and um, that soon now there will be I don't know how many different trucks of containers this, this is a sectional building well anyway we'll get into this on Thursday but Scott Cantley um, and Dan Brees um, Scott Cantley's president and CEO of uh, right now we say Marietta Memorial Healthcare but um I think they're dropping the word Marietta eventually. So, um, and um, then uh, Dr. Dan Brees, who's an osteopathic physician, um, they'll be joining us on Thursday to talk about the facility they're building next, uh, right across the road from us here on Columbus Road. All right, Don, how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah? Kind of quiet. Except for Friday night, but so I went to the Trimble Nelsonville football game. Oh, so and how'd that turn out? Went good. Trimble won fourteen to twelve. It was oh close. Yeah, it was a close game the whole way through. That's you know that's what me and my friends all say. We say we like a game like that where it's close all the way through because it's more exciting. Because when I was in high school and when I played for Trimble, almost every 
<laughs> game we won, it would be, be like 60 to nothing at halftime. <laughs> so it would be boring the whole second half. So, <laughs> most um, of the game, really. What, what was your position on the team? Uh, when bench. you played. The bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, I only went my junior and senior year, so that's, I see. That, that's probably part of the reason there. But sure. I was like, eh, it's whatever. I was like, eh. Cool. Well, um, let's see, and we aired that game, didn't we? Yes, we did, over on our sister station, uh, 105. Yeah. It's hard for me to get used to saying... Is it rock one of pure rock? Pure rock instead of power. Yeah. <laughs> hey, trust me, Porterhouse still still says power one of five every now and then. Like right. I, I catch him, like, we're not power anymore. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I have our historical events list in front of me, and I swear the very first one, I have no idea what to say. I'm going to attempt it anyway. Eleven ninety two was the year. When on this very date, um, Minamoto Yoritomo becomes the Saitai Shogun and the de facto ruler of Japan. Hey, I didn't do that too badly. No. When I saw this this morning, I'd go, I go, maybe I shouldn't even try that one. But I got through it. Anyway, now, I guess, even though this was the historical date, 1192 on this date of August 21st, in Japan, they, I think they celebrated on July 12th. And they, but the same year, 1192. Well, anyway, we mentioned it. All right, 1703 we go to on this date, the Ederne event, E-D-I-R-N-E. Turkish armies remove Sultan Mustafa uh, II, lessening the power of the sultans. In the year 1772, King Gustav III of Sweden completes a coup d'etat by adopting a new constitution and installing himself as the enlightened despot. Despo. I don't even know that word. Anyway, ending 50 years of parliamentary rule. That would be a step backwards in my mind. You know? Parliamentary rule versus... I'm going to call him as a um, a dictator. Oh, well, moving on. The year 1888, on this very date, American inventor William Seward Burroughs patents the adding machine. Oh, yeah. I've been to a couple of auctions recently, and uh, just for fun. And they've had, like, old-fashioned cash registers and... Adding machines, old, old, old stuff. You know, um, really quite remarkable. And I remember using them years ago. All right. Well, the adding machine on this date in 1888. 1911, the Mona Lisa was stolen from the Louvre by Vincenzo Perugia. 
It was then later uh, recovered, about two years later, in 1913. The Mona Lisa. How famous is that painting? On this very date in 1959, Hawaii becomes the 50th state. I'm going to leave this list for a moment just to, it reminds me of a point that's uh, currently going on. There is a, a proposal that the District of Columbia become the 51st state. Um, I don't have, I, I don't know all the pros and cons of that, but I guess I'm kind of leaning against it. I don't know exactly why, but um, I think the District of Columbia is doing just fine as it is. All right, let's see here. Uh, one more thing in the historical events. In 1991, on this very date, a conservative coup in the Soviet Union is crushed by popular resistance. And Boris Yeltsin um, is who led that uh, effort. It took them three days, but they, they did away with it. All right, famous birthdays. Oh, this is pretty lady, but I don't know this name. Should I? Uh, if you're into country music. Country, though well, that explains. Or I guess new country music. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see here. Help me with it. Casey Musgraves? Musgraves? Yeah, Musgraves. Musgraves. Uh, celebrating a birthday today. It's her 35th birthday. Melvin Van Peebles. Um, he was born on this date in 1932. He uh, passed in 2021. Mr. Peebles. He was an American actor, filmmaker, writer, and composer. He worked as an active filmmaker into the 2000s. His feature film debut, The Story of a Three-Day Pass, released in 1967, was based on his own French-language novel, La Permission, and was shot in France, as it was difficult for a black American director to get work at the time. All right, next we have Kenny Rogers, who was born on this state in 1938. He, of course, passed a few years back in 2020. And uh, Kenny, of course, um, uh, was uh, country singer. Uh, a country singer also, just like uh, Casey is today. All right, and last, um, I'm sure there's many more, but they uh, generally bring out four names um, um, when we do this, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Let's see. He was football, wasn't he? Nope. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew better, of course. Basketball. So he was born on this date in 1936, and he died in 1999. Wilt Chamberlain. Like you said, he was an American professional basketball player standing seven foot one inch, seven feet one inch tall. He played center in the, in the NBA for 14 seasons and is widely regarded as one of the sport's greatest players. Seven foot one. That makes my 5'5 five five sound pretty bad, doesn't it? All right, Leon Trotsky. The, he died on this date in 1940. Uh, he was born in 1879. Leon Trotsky. 
what's his thing? I I should know, but it's it's um, avoiding me at the moment. Here. I clicked the wrong thing. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. Leon <laughs> uh, Trotsky. He was a Russian-born revolutionary, a Soviet politician, and naturalized Mexican political theorist. Along with Vladimir Lenin, he was a central figure in the October Revolution and the establishment of the Soviet Union. Okay, and one more uh, in the category of famous deaths. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to say this one right. Palmiro Tagliati. Togliati, something like that, T-O-G-L-I-A-T-T-I. So he was born in 1893, and he died in 1964, Palmiro. He was an Italian politician and leader of Italy's Communist Party for nearly 40 years from 1927 until his death. Yeah, suddenly I recalled that one. Well, let's see here. They have another story. Let me see here. Um, so there's a picture of a, um, a fighter pilot, a fighter aircraft. Um, and um, this was an American bomber, uh, the aircraft. And uh, it says, Fight, August 21st, fighter pilot shows mercy. They go on, compassion was not expected of a fighter pilot in the Second World War. But it was just that quality that saved the lives of a struggling American bomber crew. Hmm. There must be a real story there. Um, well, August 21st, Fighter Pilot Shows Mercy. Happened in 1915. 1915. Are you sure of that? That's what it says on here. Okay. Because I found the exact story on here, the exact same exact picture as this. Okay. So I would assume that's right. (laughs) So if you do have it in front of you... Um, there's not enough for me to go on here, but I'm guessing that uh, they had a chance to bomb some people and they were being tailed by their opposition aircraft, right? And since they did not choose to clobber their um, the community, the the plane that was behind them from the enemy, didn't clobber them. Nope. Nope. Am I right or no? Nope? No, you're right. You're oh, right. okay. That's, that's, that's what I meant. Nope, he didn't do it. That's what <laughs> Okay. So, wow, I can't believe I guessed it right. Fair enough. All right. Well, we can put this report away. And actually, this is interesting. The uh, the two pilots actually uh, got to become firm friends afterwards. Oh, they had a chance to meet in person. Yes. Well, that's neat. 
Weather-wise, good morning, folks. Let me uh, bring up the another screen here just to update myself. 76 degrees right now here on, on, on Columbus Road. They say it's going to top out around 90 today. Going to be sunny all day. Calm wind, they're saying. Wind. There we go. Calm wind. Um, and um, this this breeze, if you will, six miles per hour this afternoon. Um, that wind continues this evening, and the low will be around 67. It may get a little more cloudy. Looking ahead tomorrow, the high 87, and again sunny. Tuesday night, clear, a low around 62. Wednesday, also sunny, a high of 88. Um, let's see, let me just skip ahead. Okay, all week long, there's no mention of rain. That's, um, and it, we're talking about the, uh, you know, the 90s as highs and the uh, 65 to 70 the lows, okay? That's for the whole next week. Fair enough. Well, let's see here. What else? Uh, this um, Storm Hillary, right? Which is um, affecting uh, Southern California principally. Um, I guess I've been negligent. I should have called my, my stepson Paul and asked him how he's doing. He lives in Irvine, California. And, um, you know, they were talking about 12 to 14 inches of rain out in that region. Wow. Um, let's see here. Another story that's in the news today, and we may have a little more on this um, uh, flooding out in California, but um, the lead story at the moment is uh, concerns airports and near misses on airport runways. Well, that's encouraging, isn't it? it? They go on to say the U.S. has not had a fatal plane crash involving a commercial airline in more than 14 years, which is an incredible safety achievement. But the elaborate system that keeps planes from crashing is struggling in recent years, air traffic controllers who guide planes out of harm's way have suffered a staffing shortage. Out of 313 air traffic control facilities in our nation, just three as of May, let's see, this is June. No, this is August. Mercy, Palmer, come on. Um, anyway, they go on to say, um, out of 313 air traffic control facilities located at airports throughout our nation, 
just three, as of last May, met staff targets set by the Federal Aviation Administration and the union that represents controllers. While aviation officials worry that the shortage is leading to close calls in which planes nearly crash, they go on there were at least 46 near misses involving commercial airlines just last month. Wow. Those close calls are still a small fraction of the nearly 1.4 million flights in the United States each month. Wow. But any close call, of course, is dangerous, potentially leading to a fatal crash that breaks America's safety streak. As a spokesman for the Federal Aviation Administration said, one close call is one too many. And the agency's goal is to reduce the number of such near misses to zero. But, as we've already started to imply, staff shortages make that harder. Okay. Now, this is an article out of the New York Times, and um, this is a quote for, from one of the authors of that. Um, this would be a New York Times employee. And it goes on, the controllers we've talked to take real pride in their job, and they work really hard to make sure these planes are safe. But they're worried that the circumstances around their jobs could make them slip up and that those mistakes could be very dangerous. Well, that's from the reporter. Well, what is behind the shortage? Part of the problem goes back decades. Back in the 1980s, President Ronald Reagan fired thousands of air traffic controllers who were on strike. The FAA then hired new controllers. Many retired when they became eligible to do so 20 years later. And now, another 20 years later, another wave of controllers is set to retire. Chronic disinvestment in government services is yet another cause. Over the past decade, the number of fully trained controllers has fallen to 10%, while air traffic has increased 5%. The FAA has asked for more money to increase hiring, but even if the agency receives those funds, it will take time to hire new controllers and, of course, train them. In the meantime, the United States risks more close calls. Some in aviation worry it's only a matter of time before the overworked system fails to stop a deadly crash. Aviation officials will say that we, here in the U.S., have the safest system in the world. But underlying that success are risks 
and issues that deserve attention. Well, let's see here. Okay, so we started to mention Tropical Storm Hillary. Out in Los Angeles, rain and wind have toppled trees, downed power lines, and closed roads. And um, this morning, as California wakes up, the principal thing will be assessing the damages. They go on, this storm is an extraordinarily rare event for California. And scientists will have to figure out whether it is influenced by human-made climate change. Well, Hillary, the name of the, um, the storm, uh, Hillary made landfall on Mexico's Baja California coast yesterday, causing floods and mudslides. In California, officials closed parks and beaches and canceled events. An earthquake, which they say was unrelated to the tropical storm, struck northwest of Los Angeles yesterday afternoon. Fortunately, no damage or injuries were reported. Well, it's not over. They're still going through it. And hang in there, folks. California, hang in there. In the topic of other extreme weather, of course, after a fight over the reservoir on the day of the Maui fire, the governor loosened regulations about how, about how Hawaii allocates water. That's been a topic for some time. And um, I can't, even though I live there and I pay attention to Hawaii very closely, I, I don't know if I have a position on this. It's just a difficult topic. All right, let's see. In the South, humidity has been relentless persisting for days and bringing a record number of heat warnings. You know, the folks down in Florida and all of that, they're really Alabama, Georgia. It's hot. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about politics a little bit. Let's see here. So we've got a debate coming of presidential candidates on Wednesday, I think. And I think, um, if I understand it, this is going to be a debate only of Republican candidates, presidential candidates. But here it is on Monday, and we're still not clear about how many are going to be able to participate. Uh, the sentence here reads, the number of Republican presidential candidates who have qualified for Wednesday's debate remains unclear. Uh, other stories. 
I guess the New York Times published a, sort of a list of where various candidates stand on major issues. Let's see here. Another item in this same category, Mike Pence said he knew of no widespread declassification of documents by Donald Trump, undercutting one of Trump's main defenses against charges of endangering national security. And another political thingy here, Ron DeSantis shifted his campaign message to focus more on the economy and border security. Well, what are some other big stories going on? I guess border guards in Saudi Arabia have opened fire on African, African migrants. And uh, over the last 15 months, they say hundreds of people have been murdered. And there's an organization, the Human Rights Watch, they're very concerned about that. Ukrainian commanders say their forces are in better shape than months ago after an infusion of troops, training, and equipment. Well, I would expect that should have happened, and indeed it did. Um, okay, I saw this story on the news this morning. Evidently, there was a man shot and killed. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, forget it. Let's start over. A man shot and killed the owner of a California clothing shop after disparaging the store's pride flag. I saw a little video of that store in... The, um, the pride flag was um, very evident in all sorts of different corners and spots in the store. It was also an item that they um, took a lot of pride in selling for people to display, I suppose, at their homes or businesses. Anyway, the owner of that clothing shop, killed by this man. Let's see, uh, here's a one-liner. It says, an anti-corruption crusader won Guatemala's presidency. And in a different story, it says, Ecuador's presidential election looks headed for a runoff between an establishment leftist and a businessman. Um, if you've heard my show for any length of time, I... I spent uh, an entire summer as a, I guess, a new teenager in Ecuador and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, now, here's another one-liner. It says police unions are demanding extra pay for wearing body cameras. Um, you know, we are aware that 
police officers, um, at all sorts of levels, whether they're highway patrol or sheriffs or city police, whatever. And I just mentioned those three examples. Uh, Many of them do wear body cameras. And it's... um, it's just something that clips on uh, where their shirt buttons up and uh, takes a video of their actions and the actions they're confronted with uh, on the people they're checking out. And sometimes these body cameras have maybe um, been used as evidence that the officer either overreacted or whatever. But I think the vast majority of the time, they point to the fact that um, what they've been confronted with and can be used to defend their actions. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite TV shows that's on that still makes new episodes is a show on investigation discovery called Body Cam, and it's all like different incidents of like crazy stuff that happens. That's all caught on police body cameras of like either you know a rescue or. Mm-hmm. Uh, shootout, hostage situation, high-speed chase, stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's, it's real interesting. It's really every episode you really don't know what you're getting into. Because it's different cases every episode, obviously. But Well, what brought this to our attention today is that there's a one-liner in this uh, New York Times uh, headlines saying police unions are demanding extra pay for wearing body cameras. I don't really understand. It strikes me that they, far more than they're showing criticism of the police officer, they show that their actions were warranted. That's my my feeling. But I, what do I know? I'm just. The guy here at 223 Columbus Road on the air. All right, let's see what else today. 944 almost. We've got about 15 minutes remaining. Let's see here. Let me turn the page and see what we come up against. Huh. Oh. Um, okay, I don't know this term, haptic, H-A-P-T-I-C. My guess is that it is some sort of uh, medical device that helps people that have respiratory problems. It's kind of worn like a backpack but it's small and I think that it um, it you know pushes against the spine if you will to encourage breathing but I'm just guessing Uh, 
but there's a new purpose to them. And I guess real big music lovers are starting to wear them, and they are now influenced by the beat of the music. They're calling them wearable tunes. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um... When we're drawing the okay, uh, Ron Cephas, Cephas, Cephas Jones. He was an actor in theater and television. I think he was uh, part of the show This Is Us, which um, I think he won two Emmys in that show. Anyway, he has died. He was 66. Women's World Cup. Spain. That's right. They won it. Uh, Spain overcame a squad revolt and a key injury to win the tournament. They beat England one to nothing in the final game. Way to go, Spain. Huh. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if I want to share this or not. It says that uh, after the game, the president of Spain's soccer federation kissed the forward, Jennifer Hermoso, on the lips during the medals ceremony and then they add this sentence, sexism has plagued Spanish women's soccer. <laughs> In that event, I'm not sure, but maybe, maybe it is an issue otherwise. Um, this World Cup, you know, it's held, what, every four years, right? Um, men's and women's. Um, both are on that sort of schedule. But um, the, the attention that and the coverage of the Women's World Cup this year has caused a real spike in new interest for young women, uh, girls, um, in England and Spain. And that's good. Oh, well. It's it's done with in Spain one. Now, um, the Cincinnati Open was held uh, this weekend. I guess yesterday, the finals. And the U.S. Open. Um, is next weekend, right? So, let's see. The worst division in Major League Baseball history? Welcome to the weekend in the AL Central. Uh, this is too... I don't know all these terms. I should just let it go. Let's see. In arts and ideas, uh, that category... 
recreating a bygone China. They go on, over the past few decades, China's government raised rural houses to make way for the highways and high-rises that propelled the country's modernization. There, I got it. Now, a group of artists are creating miniature replicas of the homes for both an older generation nostalgic for simpler times and a younger generation who never got to live them. So there's this fellow, Sheng Peng, and they call him a miniaturist because he makes these miniature models. And um, he goes on, if we don't leave a record, those born after the 2000s won't have any impression of this. All right. Here they talk about sweetening pork chops with a cherry pepper sauce. The cherry sounds good. The pepper, eh. Um, oh, here's an article. It goes into some detail, which I won't, but hot dogs. America's hot dogs, depending on where you are in the nation, are different. They have definite changes in their flavoring. Hmm. All right. Oh, with all the Hawaii news, we might forget that Hawaii became the 50th state 64 years ago today. Yeah, boy. Uh, there is actually a story that I do want to bring up that's uh, caught my. It. They caught my attention last week, and I remember doing where I do the news. I did a news story on it, but um, an update's coming sometime today on it. But uh, this nineteen, you might have heard of this. This nineteen-year-old girl up from near Cleveland, I think, in Strongsville. Okay. Uh, she was last week. She was convicted of intentionally crashing her car at a hundred miles an hour to end a increasingly toxic relationship with her boyfriend, who died in the wreck along with his friend. Wow. Yeah, and they said that they all three of them were smoking marijuana right before the crash, and uh, there's video of them crashing into the wall, and you see, and you just see her just straight towards the wall like no slowing down at all and uh she got convicted last week and uh sentencing is today i think they said like the minimum she can receive is like life in prison with a uh, possibility of parole after 15 years so just a sad uh, case yeah and i mean have i ever been angry at someone of course it's hard to avoid that, but to cause harm to them? Uh, 
emotions. Wow. And everybody's different at it. Exactly. Especially with teenage emotions, because she was 17 at the time when she did it. So. How long ago did this happen? It was last year. I think okay. it said July 2022. So over so, a year. Yeah, she's 19 now. Well, um... Let's see here. Um, there's, I found a story that the Ukraine will get F-16 fighter jets. Um, they're getting them from Denmark and the Netherlands. How many? I think the number is 42 of these aircraft. And, uh, wow. Most of them coming from the Netherlands, but Denmark is also donating some. Hmm. Here's a story, uh, just a headline. It says, where her, father be where her father became a hero, Caroline Kennedy redefines diplomacy. Ms. Kennedy's recent swim in the Pacific waters, where JFK survived a wartime ordeal, shows how her family legacy informs her work. I think we had a line about that last week, maybe. But I didn't uh, understand it that well. Well, the South is accustomed to, um, I'm talking about the southern part of our nation, it's accustomed to hot, sticky summers. But another headline I just came across said, uh, but this, it's hell. I guess it's really bad for them. They go on, it's not just the heat, as Southerners have explained for generations. It's the moist, soupy, suffocating humidity. And this year, the punishing conditions have been relentless. Okay. Now, I, maybe I don't understand this next headline. It says, Catholic school system directs students to use pronouns assigned at birth. Oh, it... Now, it goes on just a little bit. The policy will affect more than 5,000 students who attend Catholic schools in the Diocese of Worcester, which is in Massachusetts. Okay, now you were going to say it, Don. So, basically what they're saying is, uh, because of how big the transgender movement is, has become now, where uh, you know people are transitioning, where people who are born as boys are transitioning into girls, or girls who were, or people who are born as girls are transitioning into boys. Uh, they're basically saying that you're supposed to use uh, the pronouns you were give, given at birth, like he, him, and she, her, stuff like that. Okay. Um, occasionally I receive a, an email from somebody, and after their name they'll have... She, her, the, he, him, or something like that. Yeah, uh, the pronouns. And I really haven't understood that. And, I mean... 
So are they saying that if the person's name is Ralph, and then in parenthesis afterwards it says she, her. Yeah. That they prefer to be identified as a female. Yes. Even though the name is considered typically male. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, whatever. I, I don't have a, a view on that. I just... I want to honor what the person believes in, I think. Okay. Fair enough. Well, once again, um, weather-wise, we have... Um, let me hit my update button just to make sure nothing's changed. We're up to 79 degrees now here on Columbus Road. They say it's going to top out at 90. There should be a light breeze most of the day, all at uh, not exceeding 6 miles per hour. So I think I'll use my fan on the deck this afternoon, my electric fan. Uh, tonight, cloudy, a low around 67, but that, that faint breeze continues. And really, looking ahead as we did earlier in the show, all this week, there's really no mention of any precipitation. It appears it's going to be a hot week. Um, Thursday, I see a high of 95. So, um, folks, thanks for joining us. We have about a minute remaining. And um, once again, our guests this week, Betty Hicksonbraugh. I hope I'm pronouncing it. Hill Hilsenbra is um, our guest tomorrow. Uh, she represents an, a local organization that does a lot of good things called the Athens Village. Uh, in fact, I think her title is, uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Executive Director of the Athens Village. On Wednesday, the Sheriff, Rodney Smith, will join us for the whole show. And then on Thursday, Scott Cantley and uh, Dr. Dan Breeze uh, will be joining us from Memorial Health Care System, the Athens campus. Have a great day out there. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And say hi to your neighbors, please. We're out of time. Bye-bye. In our 73rd year of 